This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. This episode is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Laura, you've probably heard me talk all the time about my love for Sheets and Giggles. I've been sleeping on their new sustainable eucalyptus sheets for the past eight months straight. I recommend them a thousand percent. Every week I wash them and put them back on the bed right away. They're my go-to sheets. All of my other sheets, even the ethical ones, are taking a long break. After hearing you rave about them for so long, Lisa, I finally got a chance to try their new eucalyptus comforter. So I'm a weirdo. I really like having a comforter on my bed all the time, even when we have the heat blasting. I haven't woken up once hot while I was using this one from Sheets and Giggles. It's a great ethical and sustainable alternative to the down comforter we used to use that's now sitting on our guest bed. Another thing I love about Sheets and Giggles is that they don't use plastic packaging and the materials don't use pesticides, so they're kind to our animal and insect friends. They also plant a tree for each sheet set that is sold, and they are passionate about giving back. They give 10% off to customers who donate their old sheets to homeless shelters, and they have donated over $40,000 to Colorado COVID relief. Good Together listeners get 15% off by using the code BRIGHTLYECO at SheetsGiggles.com. New year, new you, right? Eh, Probably not. (laughs) So with the dawning of a new year, we are all still the same people, right? But that doesn't mean we can't make difference together by using our new year's resolutions to help set sustainability related goals in our everyday lives. In today's episode, Lisa and I chat about eco-friendly goals we made last year in 2020, like recycling more and reducing food waste. We also check in to see how that went in our lives. And Lisa and I are super open about where we can improve and what we want to change in this year. We also share goals from our community and we talk about how to actually make these eco-friendly changes actually happen and stay in your lives for years to come. So let's get into it. Hey there, how's it going? Good, much better than last year, I should say. (laughs) Yes, it's a new year, new year, new you, as they say, which is kind of ridiculous, but it is a new year. (laughs) Yeah, and new you is what we're talking about today, right? 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, we all have this like yearning and, you know, we really want to have a great start to the new year and we kind of take a look back at what we did over the previous year. And maybe there's like some goals that we want to accomplish in our lives and what better way to think about resetting habits than thinking about how we can live sustainably. Like I'm, I'm so excited to chat about this. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, um, again, why this episode, who was this episode inspired by is, of course, our community, right? Uh, actually, a couple of years, a couple of years, it feels like a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago, we had a fun challenge for our Scouts ambassadors, uh, and we asked them to share their kind of New Year eco-resolutions. Let's start thinking what you want to do in 2021. And they shared a lot of fun things that they want to personally accomplish. And of course, we'll share them with you as well at the end of the episode episode. And of course, you know, new year, new you, we all kind of start thinking about these resolutions, these changes that we want to implement in our lifestyles and our lives. In the beginning of the year, of course, I, f- I feel like it you know, you can do it any time of the year. You know, um, I certainly did a lot of things differently when COVID started, right? Um, but yeah, hopefully this episode will be relevant uh, whether you are in the beginning of the year or if you even if you're listening to that episode, you know, in the middle of 2021. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the perfect time to take a reset and figure out what you want to change in your life. Obviously, because of COVID-19, like, our lives are not looking like they used to. Um, We're hoping that we'll get back to normal sometime later this year. But even still, I think it's really important to think about your old routines, think about new routines you want to start. And, you know, let's kind of maybe set the stage for why this is important, right? Mm -hmm. So first off, most people, and when I say most people, I mean billions and billions of people want to make a New Year's resolution, right? They want to start a new habit, change an old habit. They might want to learn something new. Um, and 75% of Americans say that they are going to make a resolution, which that kind of surprised me. I don't know. What did you think, Lisa? I feel like I, I didn't think that that many people would do it, but I guess it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it, the number does sound very realistic to me. The problem is that, you know, we say we will do it, right? So, yeah. you know, you, there's so many different steps of from going from, oh, I think maybe I'll think about it. I say I will do it and then actually doing that. Um, but yeah, I know you have another number that is even more realistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so eight, less than eight. actually stick with their New Year's resolution by the end of the year. Like that, that is like, that's awful. You know how I know this kind of, I I kind of had an idea about this stat is of course, we've talked about it today from the office. Remember their episode Mm -hmm. about New Year resolutions and basically how Pam gives up on that, like by the end of the episode, because it just goes terribly wrong in the office. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, of course, we were just talking about The Office because sidebar Netflix just took The Office off, which Lisa and I are giant Office fans. So this is really upsetting. We're going to have to find new shows to watch. Hello, Bridgerton. I know Lisa and I both binged Mm -hmm. this show. It's very good. It's very different from The Office, I have to say. Yes, it is. So definitely check out Bridgerton. Make sure you are watching without children in the room. It's it's a bit crazy. Um, But anyway, when we think about not, um, you know, not being able to fulfill your New Year's resolution, like maybe your New Year's resolution is to watch less Netflix. (laughs) Um, Most of the time, people aren't able to do that. I mean, there's a variety of reasons, but mostly people will say it's because they kind of ran out of steam, right? They 
they really wanted to, you know, do the right thing, but they just got lazy. They, you know, they didn't really care as much anymore. And when we think about the impact that taking a New Year's resolution to a sustainable level can have on the world, it can be really, really important. So that's why we wanted to make this episode sort of related to sustainability related goals that you can actually do yourself because it's a big deal. And choosing to, uh, you know, pick a resolution that has an impact um, on the world that's greater than just your own little bubble can be one way that can, you know, potentially help you kind of follow through, right? Exactly. And this is why, you know, in the Brightly app, and we, I keep mentioning this, you know, we have that quiz, your sustainability superpower. That's why we are also asking on the Brightly app, you know, what is your one goal, right? I mean, feel free to choose to make five resolutions or goals for yourself, but it's much more realistic, right? And easier for yourself to, you know, maybe stick to one or two goals and also don't make them huge. Like for example, me personally, let's maybe talk about that. You know, I want to cut my red meat consumption. Um, even I, I think we've mentioned that in the previous episode, I want to cut yeah. it down to, I think, to two times per uh, week to eat red meat, right? I'm not okay. going to yep. chicken. So that's kind of seems at least reasonable, potentially doable to me. It's not going to happen overnight for sure. I already tried doing that. It still hasn't happened. Um, but it's more realistic than, you know, doing like a meatless month right away, you know, just so I think that's why resolutions, realistic steps and a community that kind of helps you um, and like shares this journey with you, maybe that helps a lot. Well, and if you think about it even a slightly different way, which is we talk so much on this podcast and uprightly about just sustainable swaps you can do every yep. day. So it's almost like we're inspiring you to do these sort of New Year's resolutions every single day. So that's exactly. also why that's you know, exactly. it's just such a such a fun thing. Um, but so let's kind of continue to talk about maybe the, the numbers. Yeah. yeah, the numbers, right? Because um, that's how we like to start these episodes, as you guys know. So, you know, Making sustainable habits is so important for the planet. Uh, Lisa, do you want to talk about the the meatless one? Just because yeah. you just yeah. got us started on that topic. Yeah. So um, we just, did, I mean, we've shared this number, some of the stats before, you know, you've probably seen it in some of Brightly's articles on our Instagram posts. But one of the most simple numbers we found is that it takes approximately 1,700 gallons of water to produce just single pound of beef. Imagine that. Um, and then that's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> only 39 pounds of water is needed to produce a pound of vegetables. Vegetable. So 1700 versus 39. I was going to ask you about that because people think about, you know, vegetables requiring a lot of water because they're plants, but it's like, well, you know, uh, mammals require a lot of water as well. So, yeah. So if we look, um, yeah, if we look at, um, yeah, also there's a lot of other considerations for the environment, right? Like we're reducing greenhousing, uh, greenhouse gases, our overall carbon footprint. Of course, we're preserving and saving animals' lives. Whatever is the most important number for you, uh, you know, that that will get, get you there. But another interesting thing, why, again, why we're always uh, talking about small step and kind of being realistic and what's reasonable for you and your family, um, I, I the number I wanted to share is, is that um, it's in Reader's Digest. I found that uh, here. It's 8% of the world's population is actually vegetarian, vegan, and 92% are omnivores like just like me and you laura so yep. you know the biggest impact will be achieved by the 92 percent right not that not the eight percent exactly yep makes total sense i love yeah. it yeah yeah 
So, yeah, what is the other example that we had in terms of like other uh, sustainable swaps or resolutions that we can do and what, uh, what kind of impact it can have? Yeah, so the other one we wanted to talk about, and Lisa and I are going to talk about our own uh, yeah. sustainability-related New Year's resolutions in a second, but this one ties to one of mine, which is recycling. Yeah. So I, along with Lisa, along with you, because I know that you do this, listener, <laughs> we are, a lot of us are wish cyclers, right? Like we you know, think that we know what we're doing when we go to throw something in the recycling bin, but as it turns out, oftentimes we don't. And so one of our goals, like at Brightly this year, also from a content perspective, is going to be showcasing more content around recycling because it's just it's it's just kind of mind-boggling how we are getting it wrong in some instances. But even with all of the wish cycling and sort of wrong recycling that goes on, it recycling in general is still critical to reducing the amount of waste that goes into landfills. So according to the EPA, um, the, the US EPA, recycling, um, and they also include composting mm -hmm. in this statistic, diverted 82 million tons of materials away from landfills and incinerators in 2006. So that's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, you know, And so you can imagine that has multiplied since then, um, just because of the way the world's going. Um, and, you know, in that um, 2006 number, uh, this equated to around 30% of the waste that Americans were recycling, um, or sorry, that Americans were re uh, generating was recycled, which yeah. is great. The so, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a great thing. Oh, go ahead. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, this is taken into account. Yes, it's back in 2006. But again, even today, by far, not all Americans are recycling, right? We always mm -hmm. talk about different local recycling rules that differ by state and city and county. Um, yes, some states and counties, they don't recycle at all. So like the potential of um, kind of bigger part of population of the U.S. recycling is really huge. So yeah, exactly. that's definitely, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even think that I know. I always know I'm a wish cycler. Um, and again, one of my personal goals for the podcast is to really bring something on to the podcast to talk to us about recycling. And I really want us to dig also into like policies around recycling, right? And how to, we can force, <laughs> force uh, businesses to really make recycling labels easy for consumers to understand. For me, this, yeah. this is the, the most impactful thing uh, I think we can do with recycling, but Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So before we get into what we want to improve on and do this year, we thought it would be really interesting for you guys to hear some habits that Lisa and I um, changed up last year and think about like which ones we feel like made the biggest difference both in our lives and for the planet. Um, so I'll get us started. This is one of my favorite ones, um, which was I set a goal for myself to use up what I already had. And like, if you could see me, I would be, you'd be doing snaps, snaps for myself <laughs> because I really think that this is such a sort of a sleeper sustainability habit. Um, you know, a lot of times people feel like, you know, they're going to go eco. They got to chuck everything out and go, you know, buy all this new stuff. Yep. And so it, that leads to you know, wasteful spending. It leads to a lot of people feeling like they can't afford to be eco-friendly and that it's just, it's completely wrong. So we just want to say like, no, do not feel like you have to do that. What you can do and what you should do is use up what you already have. So 
if you make a lot of leftovers, like we've d- dedicated whole podcasts to this and, and articles, like use up your leftovers. Actually, Netflix on that topic, there is a new, I really want to be a contestant. Please, Netflix. <laughs> there's this new show that lets you, uh, that there's like, they pick three people to craft brand new uh, meals out of leftovers. So oh, wow. they like literally just pr- premiered it. I, f- I, can't, I think it's called, it's something to do with leftovers. I don't even know what the name of it is. So uh, yes, please would love to be on that, that show. But anyway, <laughs> use up your leftovers, use up shampoo and conditioner. Like, you know, we all have these bottles of beauty products. Oh my God, you wouldn't use believe. Yeah, you wouldn't believe how much you have. I never would have thought that I actually, this shampoo hoarder but i actually yeah. have, you know the t- huge tresemme bottles yes yes uh, yes yes oh, oh i hate God. those I, yeah i know but i'm like uh i have to use them and it will probably yep. take me like a year to use it so yep. yep saving money right here yep use them up so that to me i think i we my husband and i both got better at that we still have a lot of room to to improve um you know I know it's very tempting for people right now to like stock up and hoard stuff right now during COVID because it is hard to get to the store. So by all means, if you need to do that, please do it. But don't forget to use up the stuff that you buy instead of like, please don't be a doomsday prepper. I just <laughs> I can't with that. I feel like most of the people that do that don't necessarily, I mean, the, the people who are really into it, I've heard, do have a system where they kind of eat through the stuff so that it doesn't go bad. But if you want to be a doomsday prepper, maybe just just please do that. Durham, <laughs> another office mention. Remember when yeah, Dwight, that day when Dwight is eating like literally entire like canned food supply that he had for like the That's next That's right. Time. There you go. Yep. Take example from the office. Just watch the office, however you can these days. There you go. All right, Lisa, <laughs> what's what's something that you kind of reflected back on? So yeah, as I think I've mentioned it on like every other episode of the podcast, uh, we've been cooking a lot, we've been eating a lot, um, homemade food, which is great, right? And yep. um, one of the episodes that we actually did in the early days of COVID. Um, was about reducing your food waste. Um, I was, you know, really floored by the numbers uh, of food waste around the world. Um, If you guys don't know yet, uh, the United Nations World uh, Food Program actually has won the Nobel Peace Prize of 2020. Um, And, you know, one uh, area of expertise for them, uh, their program is actually obviously world hunger, right? But it goes hand in hand with the issue of food waste, right? They're, you know, if we could uh, reduce all of the food waste, so not even all, there are specific numbers we've shared before again in our articles, even part of our food waste, we'll be able to feed the entire world's population, you know? So that's, that's the, yes, this is really heartbreaking. So this is kind of why this kind of data stuck with me and I've started focusing on food waste, um, reducing food waste. So I've been trying to do that again by far not perfect. Uh, always like feel heartbroken when I see, you know, food that I had to throw away. Uh, but yeah, meal planning has been pretty hel- helpful for me um, for my food waste reduction. And again, freezer is your friend. I remember yep. Sophie, our guest said that like just yesterday, I actually used my frozen mushrooms uh, and I never froze mushrooms for some weird reason before. You know, I always be like, yep. I'm like indices. If I'm like, ah, I'm going to make it, make it next day, next day. And then they go bad. No. Like if you're not sure how you're going to, um, if you don't have a plan, right. How you're going to use it. And it's been a couple of days, just put it in the freezer, freezes your friend. So that's been really kind of helpful for me. And same one, uh, 
vegetarian recipes, reducing uh, reducing my meat consumption as I as much as I can again by meal planning. Because if you're not used to cooking uh, without meat on a normal, if, if it's not your habit, right? It's not something you've grown up with. You really need to plan ahead to be able to just throw together a, a full vegetarian dish. Um, so that has been super helpful. And of course, we have ton rest uh, of resources for our community uh, for this as well. We will um, link to it, right? We have a whole recipe database, which is mostly vegetarian and vegan recipe. I believe there's over 300 of them. So again, community using tried and true recipes and planning ahead. That has been super helpful for me. Absolutely. And, you know, one other one that I'll share, which is, you know, related, all of these are related to yeah. each other, right? But I, for me, when we think about eating out and, um, you know, takeout, one thing that I've really been focused on um, from a sustainability related goal is reducing my amount of single use plastic. And that's one of these things where once you start thinking about it, it's really hard to stop thinking about it. And I, you know, one tip that I have for like making your uh, resolution stick, which we'll talk more about in a second. But one thing is just for me, attack it just like I do anything else, which is from a curiosity standpoint. So rather than, um, you know, going to get takeout and be like beating myself up because there's, you know, they give it to me in a plastic container, I might think, okay, how could I, you know, potentially not get this takeout? So is, is there any way that like, I can, there's sometimes you've got outdoor dining around. So like my husband and I will like suffer through like cold outdoor dining right now, if possible, because we, we want to cut down on the, yeah. you know, on the single use. Um, and then I just think a little bit more about, uh, you know, other items in my house that we purchase that are reuse or, um, consumables, like, like beauty products. And I think about these beautiful containers that they come in but why, you know, you're like, why, why do we have to have this like fancy plastic pump in a moisturizer? Like that's really not necessary and yep. it's plastic. So there's so many interesting things that you can, you can kind of get yourself to change a habit by being curious about like why the habit exists and how you can kind of, um, you know, and happen for that, which is really interesting. Yeah. So reducing single use plastic is definitely something that, you know, we've been hearing so much from our communities. Uh, this is everyone's one of the top priorities, right? And as we like to remind people, you know, uh, single use plastic is only uh, a single use if you use it once. That's <laughs> right. Yep. Correct, right. So what I actually do uh, once we do a takeout, I actually try to reuse uh the, the the pots the bowls um and i kind of store i use them as you know containers and jars around the house so again uh just yep, that works to, too yeah prolong their life for sure um, yep. and on my side yeah so minimizing shopping uh which has been uh shopping in terms of like fashion clothes and things like that has been much easier for me and i definitely held out pretty str uh, strongly um on this resolution for most of the year until of course holiday started you know and kind of i did you know and again connected with this i i felt like my holiday shopping and like black friday cyber monday shopping has been much much more thoughtful uh as i would keep mentioning I mostly spent stuff on the kitchen supplies since not even kitchen supplies, like kitchen investment pieces. Um, and if I had to give gifts, first of all, I reused as much packaging as I could. I accumulated all of the online shopping boxes I, I got, send them, um, send gifts in those packages. And then I send gifts, uh, consumable gifts, not, you know, some random things that I, I don't know if my friends uh, will use or not. 
that's kind of yep. what he wants for me. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles, a company with a punny name but a seriously sustainable mission to make better bedding for everyone. We started partnering with Sheets and Giggles earlier this year, and the positive reviews from our community keep coming in. I've been on a hunt for sustainable bedding for a long time now until Brightly actually recommended Sheets and Giggles. I would highly recommend. The material is great. Uh, I personally tend to get hot at night and my boyfriend tends to get cold. So it definitely serves as a happy medium. Highly recommend. I also get hot at night and I found that after sleeping with Sheets and Giggles moisture wicking sheets over the past few months, I can't remember the last time I woke up overheated. I love my Sheets and Giggles sheets. They're my absolute favorite. Not only because they're super duper soft, but they are sustainably and ethically made out of eucalyptus. Yep, I love that our scout Ashley called out how soft the sheets and giggle sheets are. Plus, the eucalyptus that is in their 400 thread count sheets is grown without insecticides or pesticides. They also just launched a bunch of new colors, and I can't choose between navy blue and red. Help me! Sheets and Giggles bedding is super lightweight and soft, and they really nail it on zero-waste packaging. We recommend Sheets and Giggles for the softest, most sustainable sleep out there. Good Together listeners get 15% off at checkout by using the code BRIGHTLYECO at SheetsGiggles.com. Okay, so now that we have shared things that we are, are proud of from this yeah. past year... Let's talk about things that we wish we did differently and uh, we where we kind of had a fail. Yeah. No, <laughs> like yeah. a fail, like a fail. fail. We, can, we can we can use the word fail from almost like a meme. Uh, yeah, uh, hashtag fail. Too. Yep, exactly. There so, we go. Yeah, yeah, recycling is definitely one yes, area. Fail. Yeah, I just I I feel so helpless, you know, every time I go to throw something into recycling. Um and again, we'll have episodes, we have already content like I'm proud of myself that I, I know to rinse stuff before I throw something into recycling, but there is so much room for improvement. Another one is occasional impulse buys, right? Impulse buys are never yep. great uh, again because uh, I don't always plan in advance. Um you know, it can be food, it can be takeout or like last minute gifts, you know? What I mean it's like, "Oh, I have this friend and I actually don't don't have something for them and you just end up getting something that they again may not never use that's kind of well let's talk about this a little bit because I feel like um I know that you you say in order to to not do this as much you want to plan ahead and that's mm -hmm. awesome but of course there are times where we can't plan ahead and you know the more that you can buy things that are consumable like you um Lisa gave me some amazing um I'm a big truffle uh fan so Lisa gave me some great truffle olive oil and salt for Christmas. And I feel like that's a great gift because it's, it's consumable. Um, and even let's say even that I didn't like truffle stuff, even though she knew that I did, it's, I could also kind of re-gift that to someone, yes. right? Don't it's forget like, about re-gifting, right? That's yeah. right. So the, the more generic you can, I mean, not generic, I guess that's the wrong word. I don't no. know. The, the, the consumables are really good, but the thing I want to kind of tap on with this one is, you know, if you do an impulse buy, that's okay. Like just, just exactly. maybe think about yeah. it like mindful. Um, and I'll jump in here too. Like I did do a few fast fashion purchases, mm -hmm. um, but I'll tell you that the ones that I made were for totally COVID friendly wardrobe, like more like sweatpants mm -hmm. kind of things. And I have worn those things 
so much. Now, because they're fast fashion, they're not holding up as well as I'd like. So, I mean, that's a given, but I have worn the heck out of them. So it's like, yeah, did I feel bad when I was buying them? A little bit uh, because I, I I wanted to buy to, to do ethical fashion, but I also knew that I the what I was looking at in particular I couldn't find. Um, you yeah, know, and it worked. Exactly. It was to work. Yeah, so just have these conversations with yourself. Don't beat yourself up about it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and again, if you're wearing uh, your sweatpants as much as we uh, wear them these days, uh, that's that's almost becomes less of a fast fashion. It's not maybe it's not slow fashion, but it's not that fast anymore that's so, true that's true yeah so definitely nothing to uh you know feel so guilty about and yeah my main kind of also uh guilt um inducing thing is uh i still buy some items in plastic packaging um if you guys have listened to our previous episodes uh back and i think in early summer i interviewed the founder of zero uh zerogrocery.com uh zuleika and she they do basically plastic free groceries only in the bay area unfortunately right now right but they're quickly growing which is amazing yep. but you know once we go to costco we know how this stuff is packaged right or even in like most stores even in whole foods it's uh you know my favorite arugula, right? Or like there's even some... Yeah, and those clamshells. Yeah. Exactly, not ideal. I haven't yet gone to bulk stores. I don't know for what part of the year bulk stores were open here in San Francisco. Again, not everyone even has access anywhere close to them for bulk stores, right? So yeah, this is one of the things that kind of bothers me. But again, I'm much more thoughtful about it. I, I'm yep. seeing that. And you know, you do have options in the store to go for a, a glass packaging or like a paper bag, right? Instead of yep. plastic bag. Yeah. So that's kind of my top three. Yeah. I mean, and it's unavoidable. I mean, there you, oh, it yeah. is, if somebody tells you, I mean, I suppose if you live a very, very, very strict lifestyle, you could really eliminate your plastic waste. I mean, we've seen the people that fit their, their stuff in like mason jars and stuff, but most yeah. of us aren't going to do that. So being realistic about it, you're going to still buy some stuff in plastic packaging. You will be given stuff that's in plastic pack. Like there's, there's exactly. just, you can't avoid it. So just maybe just be more mindful, like we're saying, and don't beat yourself up. Um, so, okay. So now that we've talked about some new year's resolutions that you and I have, and ones that we've, we've done, I think it'd be really interesting to talk about how you make these habits stick so yep. I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, um, but I did a little bit of research into this and surprisingly enough, a lot of the, I don't know, traditional advice that you get, like mm-hmm. giving yourself a reward, um, using like motivational phrases, journaling, kind of all these things, mm-hmm. they don't really work. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, then that makes sense because that statistic we shared at the very top of the show, yeah. about 8% of people only being able to to keep their resolutions. Well, that would mean that none of this really works. Um, so, so that is like the overall um, finding from the founders of a uh, website called clearthinking.org. But what they did, they did a big study and they analyzed all these different ways that people try to motivate themselves. And the most effective version that they found was there's something called habit um, analysis or, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can have it analyze, meaning they want you to picture in your head a goal or a new habit that you successfully saw through to completion. So it might not be a new year's resolution. It probably isn't with that statistic, but think about in the past, like some kind of goal or habit that you did. Um, so kind of picture that in your head 
and then think about how you personally were able to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So that's a great. Maybe- yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, this is, I feel it relates like almost 100% to me. Uh, Laura, you probably know, like once COVID hit, right? Um, And I haven't been working out regularly for so long and I really love yoga, you know me, and I've been doing it for years and years, but I really fell out of this habit. So once COVID hit, I kind of was like, you know what? I have to work out. Either I'm going to like roll down this hill when the lockdown is <laughs> over, <laughs> literally. And then yeah, I started taking classes. Um, I because I also wanted to support my yoga studio, which was shut down. So started taking video classes, um, and we also did a few challenges with our scouts uh, in terms of like workout challenges too. So that helped me a lot. But again, yeah. at some point later this year, I fell out of this, and now I'm mean, like in this situation, like dude, like you you did stick. I was doing that for four, maybe five months, like very like five times a week. So like I was doing great, but now I'm like. How was I able to do that? I'm literally not able to make myself do it. So that this is a great tip to just think about when you actually succeeded at like to and stuck to a habit, right? Yeah, because just just because this uh, study says that rewarding yourself doesn't work, maybe it worked for you. Maybe it works um, for you. It, it, it's it's possible. I mean, maybe you can you know talk yourself out of things mentally. Um, I've learned that like guilt does not work with me so it might like make me feel bad in the moment but I've never found it to work um to help me you know stop a habit so like for me guilt doesn't work but if it's something potentially like let's say I want to cut back on alcohol um Mm -hmm. you know you can think about and what I do is I think about well I feel like crap in the morning if I have you know that extra glass of wine Mm -hmm. before I go to bed um and you know, and if I happen to do it in the morning and I feel like bad, I kind of think through, you know, Hey, this isn't great. Like, let's think about like the physical impact that it's having on your, on myself. Right. So there's different ways that you can, um, that you can have success, but the bottom line is it's going to be very unique to you. So we'll talk about some other ways that we've, we've, um, you know, heard that you can help make your habit stick, but just like everything else, it's personal. And so let's think through it. Um, so Another way that I have found uh, success in the past and one that they recommend is starting small, like we talk about yep. all the time in this podcast. So if you want to run a marathon, which I do not, but <laughs> if I did, um, instead of making myself go from the couch to the 5K, you know, that's mm-hmm. like actually a training uh, training protocol. That's funny. Uh, actually, couch to 5K is a good example because they have you start um, you know, with really, really tiny, uh, you know, running, uh, you know, running exercises before you get up to that 5k. And that's why it's called that because they're, they're literally saying you might never run before in your life, but you can get there if you just break it down into tiny pieces. So break it down into tiny pieces, um, and then celebrate the small wins, you know, like I am very guilty of focusing on these really big milestones in my life, whether it's personally or brightly or whatever, and kind of forgetting to to take a step back and celebrate the small ones so make sure you do that yeah no this this are all great advice and yeah just starting small is otherwise yeah maybe there are some examples out there who you know went from the couch to 5k right away and that somehow worked but i i'm yet to hear this kind of success story <laughs> uh, and of course my favorite that i kind of alluded to earlier uh another tip from us use a community to hold you accountable right and to celebrate with you i know it sounds actually to me i feel like before we had the brightly community 
community it did sound to me like what, what community like do i have to bug remember i gave you guys the five minute journal uh you and midori for as a yep. new year's gift and i kind of stuck to it a little bit but i'm like i'm not gonna be like bugging you i was like hey guys i'm writing today i'm writing today so that's kind of <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird right but with the scouts community with our ambassadors community it kind of happened very natural right because yep. we kind of all know what we're here for right we want to be planet champions we want to uh you know fight climate change we want to support ethical brands we want to support fair trade and all of this other good stuff uh so that's kind of very natural right we're just talking about things we are passionate about right we're like oh i made my first vegetarian recipes i uh, recipe i heard it so many times this year yeah and you know it's natural for us yay awesome is this good give me a recipe and things like that or people giving each other product recommendations and kind of sharing step by steps here's how i decluttered my wardrobe for example so community has really been really meaningful for us uh, you know like it has been great for us laura just to have this podcast right to have this conversation that was a great start but i feel exactly. like once we added the community layer that's when this habits kind of started sticking with me because we're always talking about this we're always sharing ideas and of course just even the workout stuff uh we did wellness challenges we did we did again workout challenges and it might seem funny it's like me sharing picture with uh you know uh, our community into like here i just did my yoga but it actually does have some some weird special effect right on you yeah i mean i in general having people to just chat about this with is exciting you can hold each other accountable if you want to so if you want like accountability yeah. partners you can do that you can also just observe and get inspired by other people exactly. um, and so on that note um you know we pulled our community to see, you know, what they wanted to accomplish this year in 2021 um, from a sustainability goal uh, perspective. So, I mean, there there's a few that we love. I mean, Sam, Sam, Sam Carnes, Cairns. I don't know yeah, how to say. Yeah, Cairns, um, I guess. Cairns. Um, so, uh, Sam said that um, they wanted to reduce plastic waste and food waste, like we were just talking yeah, about. So, exactly. hey, right there. <laughs> yeah, one actually talking about inspiration from scouts. I remember one of our scouts, uh, Mary, VIP scouts. You probably have heard her on the podcast in a few uh, few episodes ago. I, you know, she said that she she wanted, I think, either reduce her like paper product use or something like that, and she switched to. Uh, to unpaper towels or some other, you know, Swedish cloths or something like that. And that actually inspired me to start doing that. Again, I'm not 100% paper free, you know, uh, in from in terms of like paper towels and stuff, but I have reduced a lot. And that was like, specific, like I don't know why she inspired me, you know? So yeah, awesome. um, another one, Caitlin Hall, she said, educate myself and others about ways to live a more sustainable lifestyle. So like, obviously, this is what we are all about, right? This is why the community exists. Uh, so Caitlin, you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just exciting. I, you know, other, other folks, Kayla, um, Sidlecki, she mentioned yep. that she wants to shop from smaller businesses and stop relying on Amazon. Um, I love that. I, I think it's a great, great idea. Obviously a lot of us can't cut out Amazon exactly. for various reasons, but if you want to choose to shop from those smaller businesses, that's awesome. 
Um, are there any other ones you wanted to share, Lisa? Yeah. So we've definitely have been talking a lot about, um, you know, cutting down uh, on slow fa- on fast fashion, right? And this is what Leslie from Washington actually states. She shared her, that's her resolution, cut out all of fast fashion. Another kind of fashion yep. related from Courtney Wright, build a capsule wardrobe with a strong focus on buying pieces from sustainable Canadian brands, as mm. I'm guessing Courtney is from Canada. Uh, yep. I mean, yeah, just... Um, that's just another example um, of some of the resolutions. And the cool thing, again, we, I'm always mentioning Brightly app. You can actually see all of the stuff. Um, if you go to your Brightly app, you can uh, you know, set up your own personal goals or resolution, whatever you want to call it, in your profile. And when you're clicking on other people's profiles, you can see their goals, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. So uh, I hope this episode was was helpful, uh, listeners. Again, we want to be really transparent with you guys, as we always are, and let you know that Lisa and I are not perfect. Lisa and I are still learning together um, about how to live more eco-friendly lives. And I think, you know, thinking about the New Year's resolution concept and sort of turning it on its head for the purposes of living eco-friendly lifestyles is exciting. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, if you guys have enjoyed this episode, uh, please let us know. You always know where to see us on the Brightly app. It's in the Apple Store. It's on the Google Play Store. Uh, email us at hello at brightly.com. would love to hear from you. And of course, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram and other social channels. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.